On Saturday at Woolamai, your man, Razor Raymond Douglas, rode his 800th picnic winner. Let's have a listen. Hawkstone kick clear, put up a half link, Dr. Cotto. Copthorne down the outside of the 100. Copthorne takes the lead. Copthorne in front and Copcorn clear. Copthorne won it from on the inside. Hawkstone, I'd say, just out of Dr. Cotto. Then Scormanza. They were followed by. Yeah, that was Copthorne at Woolamai in race three on Saturday. And for Razor Raymond Douglas, he made it look very easy. Thanks for your time, Razor. No worries. Yeah, no, it, um, it did win easy. Thank goodness for that. So, yeah, that was a bonus. Yeah, because you, you, you got nosed out in an earlier race and you thought you'd won, and this 800's been hanging over you for a little while, Razor. Oh, mate, it's been... Uh, I thought I'd get it last year, and I had a couple of good rides towards the end of the season. They both went second and then started this season off with, you know, photo finished second, photo finished second, and, and then thirds and seconds, and, you know, once they said, I didn't think I was ever going to get there, so... Um, <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, you were getting on a bit too. That was always an issue. The clock was ticking. Take us back to the very no start. Take us back to the very start. Uh, it's rude to ask an aid, a lady how old she is, and I'm not going to ask you, but we're going to try and work it out by working out when you had, wh- wh- where was your first ever picnic ride and what year? Uh, my first ever picnic ride was at Druin on Boxing Day, uh, 1976. And that was on a horse called Bytalk. And he won the maiden by a head. And then uh, the old man got to the bar with his mates that owned the horse and, and stayed there for most of the day. And then said, go and get your saddle again. We'll turn it up in the last. And and, uh, and we did. And he, I remember him saying, just, you know, just ride like a track girl. A bit of even time and sprint home, 600. So- which is about what I did. And um, it must have been a mile up at one stage. I don't know what I was doing, but... Anyway, just stormed straight down past them and won be two and a half lengths. So I rode a double on the one day with the yeah, young we also ridden. So, yeah, unbelievable. Gee, you can't be uh, that old, Razor. You, your memory's pretty sharp. You've, you've, you've been able to nail the day, the time, and every other detail that's gone along with it. 1976, does it feel like it was that long ago? Uh, it was five to two in the first race, and it was four dollars in the last. <laughs> So that was. I, certainly, a, a, I remember figures like that too. And all up on, and you, I, I know you would know the starting prices too well, Razor, but we won't go down that road. So, <laughs> so, so those were the days when I, Maddie, when I first started going to the picnics, you would get horses that would run multiple times on mm. a day. They'd run in an earlier race and a later race, and that's something that got phased out at about the three quarter mark of your career, wasn't it, uh, Rocket? The uh, ability for horses to run multiple times on on a day. Well, yeah, the always just stopped us. 10 or 15 years ago, and um, and it's strange, you know, like most of those horses, um, they get beat the first race, and they would walk in the second race, and uh, I don't know whether they just got warmed up, where everything was loose, and, you know, um, yeah, it was a strange thing, so um, as I said, he won the maiden boy ahead, he won the open handicap by two and a half lengths, so, yeah, you know, it was, um, it was good for racing, I mean, people loved it, you know, I had a horse years ago, and, um, when I was a kid that um, I used to run twice a day all the time. And uh, he used to run second, he'd run third, second, third, and, and yeah, that was him. So. When they started to phase that out, were you were you against it? Were you trying to, were you, you know, vocally trying to allow them to, to stay racing twice a day? If they, if they were performing better at their second run, what, what was it about them that was causing them it to be phased out at that time? Well, I think people just didn't like the, um, the idea of going with them picnic club meeting at Yarra Glen and um, when they said they were phasing it out and I said why is that and they said oh it's 
bad for horses and one has done this and one got hurt. I said, well, you better name it, which they couldn't. And then um, you've got to be heated. And because uh, Rich Manning used to love running a couple of horses twice it up down Swift's Creek and bucking and that. And he had a horse that would get beaten the first race you know, over a mile and then walk in the sprint. So I just, you know, I don't know why they stopped it. Um, I couldn't see the, the logic in it. I know with animal welfare and all that, but um, there's a lot of people that have got no idea about racing that um, make decisions on this. So, yeah, it's strange. I think it was probably a, a welfare consideration. Yeah. Has any of them ever run three times in a day? Um, I don't remember one running three times. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure about uh, that. No, yeah, I think twice, that would have been a stretch. Twice was common. Yeah, twice was common. Yeah. I, um, there's a lot of wild and woolly bush tracks and probably more wild and woolly back in the day before plastic rails and all that sort of stuff. And I'm thinking some of them, the further out of town you go, they're... I remember standing at the 400 metre mark at Alexandra one day. The golf course is either side, thinking it was like a roller coaster heading down. So, Razor, you must have had a few yeah. bumps, bruises, and tumbles over the years, and and you were kept out of the game uh, in recent years with a, with an injury that the, a leg injury that kept you out. What, what's your, your your medical chart look like? Um, medical chart's been really good. <laughs> I've had a couple of big spectacular falls, and um, and I've been. Lucky, I've had, uh, I've had three beauties and uh, one at Doolan, and it was just got this, it was five lengths in front, got the speed wobbles up, and just went out over the edge and uh, skid me along the ground, took the side out of my face, and all that, and got, got up and rode later in the day. And uh, one of Dalnari that buried itself underneath the fence there and in the straight, and um, I got up and walked away from that. And uh, the last one I had was a big spill of Walboy on. Um, uh, Robbie Lake's good jumper, and it went through the running rail, and we've done somersaults. And was that Busby Glen? Busby Glen, yeah, and uh, and that reckon got a hundred and fifty stitches in the poor old bloke. And um, but yeah, no, they thought thought I was dead, and I yeah, went through the motion, moving fingers, moving toes, and went, "Geez, I'm all right." And stood up, and and uh, I remember they said we thought you were dead. One of the stewards said, "I said you mean you hoped so I thought I was dead." <laughs> he said, "No, no, I didn't." But, um, yeah, no, it was. Uh, I had some beauties, and and I broke my leg on a simple spill at home where um, I landed on my feet, and, and uh, it just the leg just gave way. So, yeah. well, I think you can find. I think you can find that photo of all those stitches on on the internet somewhere. I think I saw it this morning. What, gee, that would have, that would have left a pretty big scar, Razor. Um, yeah, it was a pretty big scar, but um, yeah, it's all right now. Though it's, you know, it's a bit moving. It's actually better in a stirrup than what it is walking. So, D- so um, how lucky is that? So, into the uh, great orthopedic surgeon at Frankston. Yeah, Frankston Hospital. It's an enormous job. So, uh, yeah, can't thank them enough. Hey, absolutely. Uh, so, 800 winners over the weekend. Um, are you still getting the same thrill out of riding winners that you did back in 1976? Uh, well, we're not allowed to bet these days, but it's still a big thrill for me. Um, I used to get a bigger thrill when I was having a bet. But, mm. but um, yeah, no, look, I loved it. That, that was... Uh, yeah, Kelly Hill's been a good supporter of mine over the years, and um, she used to ride at the picnics when uh, we got the ladies' bracelets. And uh, yeah, we're well, always trying. There's been a few mates trying to bridge, and you know, been a few mates trying to get me over the line with the 800, and um, I just haven't been able to get there. And uh, yeah, Kelly produced top thorn in tip-top condition, and um, and he got the chocolates. Thank goodness for that. Hey, Razor, I've been going to the picnics for a long time, and it's one of those things that on initial 
impression it seems like it's it's stayed the same for so long with the gum trees and the picnics and all that sort of stuff but a lot has changed you mentioned the ladies bracelets uh i remember they used to some of the tracks they used to race at and some were even out in the west like Woodend, um yep. birragara do, do you go what what if i was to say what's the difference now between then factoring all those things like ladies bracelets that, that era that's come and gone and now we've got the jamie cars of this world who are, who are you know doing amazing things uh, against the boys uh, and and even the tracks that are no longer there like what are some of the ones that have disappeared do you remember some of the tracks you rode at that just don't exist anymore um i don't i didn't i was lucky i didn't ride it was strange i didn't go to the far out places back then days you know we used to just ride the main meetings um yeah, I did um, the Birigara. No, there was Colac. I read a Colac, and uh, we used to have a meeting at Tatura. And Seymour used to always run a meeting. that was always good. And the tracks, I mean, they probably got better in condition. They used to be, Alexander used to be, they used to run sheep on the tracks <laughs> to keep it down. And there were sheep tracks down the side as you come down the hill, and um, you'd have hit that, and you'd drop about six inches into these you know, these gullies where they'd been walking. So uh, the tracks are a lot safer now than what they were you know, back in the day. So, uh, you know, now we have to complain if there's too much water on So, you know, I think we've all got a bit soft. Hey, uh, Razor, we've got Bob Cushionmeister coming up shortly on the program. He, he drove a winner at Melton on Saturday night, 82 years of age. Um, how much fuel have you got left in the tank? Do you reckon you could maybe chase him down? Well, do you want me to go drive a trotter? That might be my goal. <laughs> you might get an extra couple of years out of yourself if you do <laughs> I that. I might if, he go, if he's still going good at 82. It's a big effort to me. Does it seem weird, looking back, Razor, that they even had races like ladies' bracelets? Uh, now, when we see what the, the, the girls have done across the world, you know, winning grand, uh, Rachel Blackmore, Holly Doyle, Jamie Carr, all these, Jess Eaton, it, it just goes on forever now, this list. Uh, Amazing that in the span of your career that they had segregated races for ladies at the picnics. It probably is strange. Um, you know, they used to only have the one race back then, and uh, and don't worry, there's a lot of girls that could ride good back then. And um, you know, sort of the older boots, Biz Elvis. I mean, mate, you know, she'd kick him in the guts harder than me. She was, you know, a good rider. Um, and, you know, Diane Wynn and she's, you know, there was some. Uh, um, also Jenny Chapman, Doy Delaney, just, you know, Debbie Wayne, they were all, you know, you put them on and be happy putting them on, you know, they were pretty good riders. So I suppose it's just a bit sort of a chauvinistic thing, I'd, I'd say, but, um, you know, they couldn't do it as good as the blokes. And, and I think men were always a bit stronger, but now that, you know, with the whip rules and all that sort of, you know, come out of play a bit more. But, uh, you know, back in the old days, when trainers put you on, they wanted you to, you know, leave no stone unturned. and and, uh, you know, if it, if it meant, you know, you had to hit that horse a bit harder and it meant for a bit longer to win the race, you know, that was what you had to do. So, you know, it's all, it has changed a bit since uh, the no, no, there's no doubt about that. Um, just, I, I um, often bang on about the, the, the love affair with the picnics and there's the increasing issue of cost at the Metro meetings and why are people not going to the Metro meetings? But the last few weeks I've been watching so many, even in the harness, there was a, a, yep. a harness meeting on uh, June E the other day, and there was a massive crowd there. And I, I think it's got a bit to do with, with a relaxation and affordability. What, why has the picnics for general appeal and crowds stood the test of time, whereas they've been tested at, uh, at the more professional levels the closer you get to town? I think it's a bit like, um, you know, you can go there, a family can go there and have a ball for, 
you know, under hundred dollars. So they can take their own food, they can take their own groups, you know, they can actually you know, there's pony rides at Stellar and Hills and all that sort of stuff, you know, animal farm. Um I just don't think uh well, I mean, yeah, just you know, professional meetings like Flemington that they just they don't get it. And uh you know, and you know, you, last thing you want to do is go and buy a bucket of chips for eight dollars and a can of drinks for six dollars and all that and by the time you feed your kids you know, you've lost a hundred easy, whereas you can go to the picnics and you know, you can probably bet with that fifty or sixty bucks that um, you haven't spent. So um, it's always been the same. People have always loved picnic racing. Um, they've always had a good time there. They're close to the animals. They're close to the action. They get a bit, um, you know. I've always, you know, jogging down the street and always someone says something funny to you and you have a laugh and a joke with them, and or maybe a bit of banter and you know, mostly good. Not so good sometimes, but mostly good. And um, I think that's part of it. You know, they can actually get involved and you know, get involved in the race, and although they've got no part of it. So I think that's what it is. Where's the next meeting? Is it Hillsville on Saturday, right? Oh, yes, it is. Hillsville. Are they back at Hillsville, are they? Mate, I called in at, um, on the way up from Mansfield that we were up there on the Sunday and uh, on the Monday, and that track was brilliant. Uh, the surface was spot on. I walked the track and... Um, yeah, they had a bit of trouble with the, the shed that was there that had been wiped out by a tree, but the track was in mint condition, so uh, mm. yeah, anybody has to nominate their horses for heels, so they want to hurry up. <laughs> uh, they only get about half an hour, and I tell you what, it would be, the, uh, be a better surface than uh, yeah, a lot of professional tracks that are hanging around at the moment, I can tell you that. Well, it's they haven't raced on. there all season because mm. of the ongoing issues and the, the floodwaters and so on. And Hey, Razor, just yep. there's a million stories, but there's one I love about the, one of the little tricks of the trade. Uh, a lot of the, a handful <laughs> of the, the courses, Matty, uh, they share it with golf courses. Mm-hmm. and then But when the sprinklers go on the golf courses, sometimes they sprinkle a portion of the... Uh, the racetrack. I think Yay's a good example, Razor, of uh, the, uh, the newbies yeah. aren't really aware of the trick of racing down the outside rail because the golf course sprinklers usually cover the first <laughs> first three metres of the track. Yeah, exactly right. Everybody wonders why you get to the outside fence at Yay. But, um, <laughs> you know, it looks beautiful too, but they just go in there and just get bogged down. So, um, and the same with Alexander. I think last the year before last or last year we had a spot in the straight and you know, the stewards are sort of keen to turn it off and we were naturally keen to ride and, and um, you know we tried everything we said just go and get some marker paint and spray it so we know where it is and we'll just dodge it you know so we can do all that at the pictures where you know you wouldn't do that at a professional meeting you know they wouldn't ride but um, um, I don't know whether the picnic place would be brave or, or silly or one or the other but um, we, we just love it so uh, you know we try never to call a meeting off unless it's uh, yeah, we try never to do it. So uh, we love the racing, love the riding, and um, and love the tracks. They're all, you know, part of what we part of what we enjoy. The people up there, the um, people that actually put it on for us. You know, they work their bums off to, to get everything right. And uh, you know, that's all we can do. Is uh, least we can do is try to ride there for them. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're a beautiful part of our sport. The picnics, there's no doubt about that, Raymond. Uh, well done on winner number 800 over the weekend. Look forward to seeing you in action at Heelsville on Saturday, mate. Good luck. That's, I'll be there. <laughs> we'll be there too, Ray. We'll be there. We, we can't miss out on 801, so uh, we'll see you <laughs> hey, there, I'll mate. There'll be more than that, mate. I reckon. I'll <laughs> oh, no, you'll, you'll keep kicking. Hey, good on you, mate. Right on, mate. The legend himself, Razor Douglas. Adam Bodie was got up around six hundred. So eight, and Adam Bodie yep. was a dominant jockey at the picnics for fifteen years. So 